At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. When everyone is on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. No matter what you do or what industry you're in, how you communicate is key. Everything you type is equally important to collaboration, and Grammarly can help. Think of it as your AI writing partner, empowering you to communicate effectively and efficiently so you can make a bigger impact in the workplace. 96% of Grammarly users say it helps them craft more impactful writing. And as the gold standard of responsible AI, Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. By understanding your writing and context, Grammarly provides relevant, personalized suggestions. And with tone suggestions, you can navigate even the most difficult work conversations. You can also save time from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds with one click. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said. Done. This is a podcast from Minute Media. You're listening to the Eyes on Isles podcast with Matt O'Leary and Mitch Anderson. Hello and welcome to the Eyes on Isles podcast, episode number 214. What's going on? I'm Matt O'Leary. He is Mitch Anderson. Mitch, what's up, buddy? Um, we were sick for like the last week, and so we were like fresh out of toilet paper in the entire house. We thought we were just kind of like doing, uh, just putting out fires here and they're going like, oh, this room is out of one. Let's go in the other room and grab one. This room's out of one. Go to the other one. We ran out of rooms, though. We have no, <laughs> we had none. So we had to run to the store and grab some more. It's awful. Sorry, the backstory of that, I guess, I, I need to clarify a thing. In our house, we don't use Kleenex to wipe our nose. We just use TB. Okay, fair enough. It, it Same purpose. It's Yeah. Exactly. So we ran out real quick when all four of us were sick and just blowing our nose constantly. So there, there you go. Well, glad that you are back on track now because that's, uh, that's a necessity, especially now because it's officially fall. That's right. So that's the thing. What's going on with you, man? Um, Sunburn's doing a little bit better. So <laughs> if you were following along on the Monday show, I went to the Jets game on Sunday, um, sat in the sun for eight hours, including the, the tailgate. Um, <laughs> It, it was it was bad. I put I did sunblock up SPF 50 first thing when I got there, but I made the mistake of not reapplying. That's where see that was my misstep. Yeah, and then just hours and hours and hours in the sun, sweating off whatever sunblock I had on, just not a good end result. But we're powering and through. It's gonna be all right. Yeah, you don't expect to be like we're going to a football game, a regular season football game, mind you. Bring the sunblock, right? Like, that's not a thing you think of necessarily. But still, you did, and it still didn't work out. See, I need to because I have the the very Irish skin, and I do have red hair, so I feel like that is more susceptible with the, the skin palette and tone and all that stuff. So from March to, like, October, I can get sunburn. I'm really looking at, like, a four-month window where I'm good to go without getting sunburn. Eesh, that is not long enough. <laughs> so... Before we hop into today's episode and get going, Mitch, uh, I have uh, a little PSA for you. If you groom below the waist, then you know everyone's got to do it. Performance Package 4.0 is an essential purchase for you. And good news for even our international listeners, Mitch. You don't have to be U.S. You can get it in Canada, the U.K., Europe, Australia, South Africa, freaking Singapore if you want. The Lawnmower 4.0. Anything from Manscaped, their performance package is a big one. Uh, I personally am a big fan of the cologne. I wore it today, actually. It's in my rotation. I did a couple sprints today. Um, uh, what else we got, Mitch? The uh, Weed Whacker is a good one. The Lawnmower 4.0 is honestly the bee's knees when it comes to downstairs trimming. Uh, I know I'm paid to say that, but honestly, I'm a fan. I would say that even if I wasn't paid to say it. So this is a huge bonus for me. Uh, not only am I selling a product I believe in, I'm also getting paid for it. This is 
perfect. But honestly, it is a good product for downstairs trimming. Get it while you can. There you go. 20% off and free shipping with promo code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the promo code at manscaped.com. So make sure to take care of yourself and all of your needs. So with that, we can hop into today's episode. A few things to touch on. We're going to start and talk about a couple additions to the defense and look at the blue line expectations, stuff like that there. Transition and get into the training camp roster. Today was media day, and uh, Lou Lamarillo talked to uh, the media the, the day prior. So I guess if you're listening to this on Thursday, yesterday was uh, media day, and Tuesday Lou talked uh, to the media. And uh, it's going to be a lot of fun this episode because, you know, Islanders hockey is back. Absolutely into it. And uh, two new additions, Mitch. Uh, one is Eric Gustafson who scored a bucket load of points three years ago and has stunk the last two years. And the other one is uh, Zdeno Chara, who was... Never heard of him. Yeah, um, was drafted when I was one years old. (laughs) Oh my God, that makes me feel so old. Unbelievable. I love Big Z, but I mean, he was drafted in ninety. It's not like I'm that. I'm not that young. I'm 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 26. I'm on my own insurance. I've been driving for a while. I graduated. I have degrees. Like it's not like I'm an infant. Like this guy, he's 44. He's been around a long time. Yeah, he has. You're right. Like drafted in the third round. I'm gonna say. Yep, you got in it. In '93, like that was a long time ago. And then you got to consider he didn't leave the island right there and then. He left the island. 20 years ago so like he still had a good chunk of time with the islanders between then and still it's been 20 years since he's been back as a player and uh this may not be the move that everyone wanted and i'm going to say that in terms of a playing roster but it's certainly the move everyone wanted in terms of poetry yeah i i agree with that because like we said drafted 96 spent Four years with the Islanders. They moved him after the 2000-2001 oh, uh, season, and then he turns into an absolute star and one of the you know better players through the 2000s and 2010s. And while he's not the player that he was in Ottawa or Boston, the Islanders don't need him to be that. They don't need him to play 27-58 a night is what he played in his first year in Boston. That's unbelievable. 28 minutes. He was playing in, in an 80-game season in Boston in 07. But uh, if they can get 18 solid minutes from him a night, which is about what he was doing last year, then that's pretty damn solid. I'll sign up for that. Yeah, and I think anyone who is projecting he's going to do more than that needs to think twice. Uh, as much as I would love to see Big Z play 20 minutes a night, uh, he's no longer the player that uh, can sustain a 20-minute night. Uh, without making substantial mistakes. Uh, and that's just because like the legs and the engine just aren't there anymore. It's, it's a young man's game, and he is no longer a young man in terms of NHL standards. Uh, at 44 years old, you are ancient. Uh, so, yeah, he's not going to play 20 minutes a night, but yeah, you're right. Playing a solid 18, yes, the Islanders definitely need at least that. I, I hesitate, pardon me, just because last year we already had two players play solid 18s and Andy Green and Noah Dobson and now you're effectively adding a third so what that means is Noah Dobson has to take that step and be that 20 that 20 minute a night guy that Barry Trotz can trust I would give Noah Dobson 20 minutes a night no questions about it but is Barry Trotz ready to do that by signing Zdeno Chara he has to be he being Barry Trotz yeah I think so I think we kind of answered our own question here because his role is going to be that puck mover that Nick Letty was. And he's going to have a bigger role in the power play too this year, I would imagine. And uh, no disrespect to to Char, again, a legend of the game, but at this point in his career, I don't really see him getting power play time. I, I would imagine that they're going to give it to someone who, you know, is, is a puck mover. Char is not that. He's a huge guy, and his role is going to be, I'm going to move people out in, in front of the net, which is fine. And maybe in some instances, you'd want him as a net front presence guy on the power play. But that's not like usually what you're using defensemen for. It's, you know, to, to move the puck and, you know, be the point guy on the blue line. And uh, I don't think Chara would do that. But again, 18 minutes a night. And 
he's going to give you a solid penalty kill. He was the the leading defenseman for the Washington Capitals last year uh, in in penalty kill time. So I don't think he's going to be getting more than Pelic and Pulak necessarily. But if he's third right behind them, that's probably pretty good. Yeah, I feel like you're targeting me with your Zdeno Chara net front presence thing. Hmm. Yeah, and you're probably right because I did tweet that. Um, and he's not. He's not going to be playing net front presence. He's not going to be playing the power play. The guy has 25 rounded power play minutes over the last three years combined. He's not playing on the power play. It's just not, if he does, if he does get power play time, it's probably going to be at the end of a shift. Or because like Barry Trotz is trying something because the power play is absolute dog garbage and has stunk for a week straight. It's the only reason he's going to do it. It's right. not going to be a regular thing. But on the PK, yeah, man, absolutely. He's going to be a huge asset for them, literally speaking. Uh, on the PK, 148 minutes of power or penalty kill time, 217 minutes of penalty kill time the year before that. Uh, he is a really good player when it comes to the penalty kill. And, like, it helps that he's got, like, basically an eight-foot reach on his stick, right? Like, that helps a whole heck of a lot. You put him on one pair and you put Mayfield on another pair, and by that I mean uh, unit uh, for for the penalty kill, you've got two massive, the colosses, as we call them in French, these huge colossus guys that could take away the bottom lane. You take away the slot when you put your stick down. That's it. It's gone. And so to have those two guys to alternate that, that is a huge asset for the Islanders. Yeah, agree. I think it's going to be a big piece. And while I'm not necessarily sold on him being uh, Noah Dobson's um, running mate, well, I think, let me clarify, I would do it. I'm not sold on the Islanders doing that, but my thought process behind that and why I think it would be a smart decision is because with Dobson in a bigger role, you're going to anticipate that he's going to be taking more chances offensively. And who better than Zidane Chara to, you know, let him do his thing and sit back a little bit and be the guy, the safety blanket almost. The guy that could just drop back and, like you said, poke check the puck away with his eight-foot reach and, <laughs> you know, use the body. Yeah, I think that's really the wise way to go. Of course, I'm right there with you. I don't think they're going to do it, but... They're probably going to start the preseason that way. Because why not, right? Like, if you're going to try something, here's the time to do it. Disrupt the pairings a little bit in terms of the bottom pairings. Do not touch Pelipola. But we talked about Pelipola getting a little bit more ice time. I think that is a necessity, specifically Adam Pelik. Adam Pelik's going to get more time just because he's going to be playing not only with Pelik, but he's going to get his shifts with Noah Dobson as well. Because, like we said before, Noah Dobson's going to get more shifts. But Zdeno Chara and Andy Green are not. So someone's got to take those maybe two, three shifts extra a night. And that, I believe, is going to be Adam Pellick. Yeah, I would think so. I would anticipate we see uh, that number in terms of ice time getting closer to like, I don't know, what, 24 minutes instead of like 21? Absolutely. And then now you've got he's learning from Andy Green. He's learning from well, he learned from Johnny Boychuk in year one. So he's learning from a group of not even just grizzled veterans, but grizzled veterans and elite shutdown guys. He's not going to be a shutdown player. That's not Noah Dobson's role. Maybe in his advanced stage, sure. But as it stands now and through his peak, he's going to be a puck-moving two-way defenseman, for sure. And now he's learning. He's already got the offensive side of it. He needs to learn how to play a better defensive game. Who better to learn from? Adam Pellick, uh, Zidane Ochara, Andy Green, and Johnny Boychuk. Come yeah, it's, exactly. And it's a it's a nice veteran presence. And I know sometimes that stuff gets slightly overblown with with some of the guys who have been given opportunities in the past. But for instance, I'm sorry, I'm laughing at you try to drink this Coors Light. It's not going well. It was a mistake to drink the silver bullet. I, I wanted a drink and this is one of the only beers that we had left in the house. And I thought I could probably do it's fine. I'll take one of these. And I can't I just can't do it. I'm going to do it because I opened it. So I got to finish it. But it's just, just sweet. It's too sweet. How do people drink this on the regular? Oh, my God. Eh, but I. Anyways, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so we're, oh, yes. Uh, with, with with the additions of Chara and Parise, they are veteran presence who I think have more to offer than just being a veteran body. Like, there's still enough left in the tank, which is why I think I and other Islanders fans, yourself included, don't necessarily want to put words in your mouth, but from what I gather, are excited about 
the Parise and Chara edition specifically. Yeah, I don't see why not. Like, well, they're old. Yeah, of course. Well, yeah, obviously, but we can't change that. We should have got someone else. I'm pretty sure Lou Lamarlo tried. I'm pretty sure. The reason Zidane Chara is coming in at like the 11th hour is it because Lou Lamarello is like, well, I'm going to sign him in July and sit on my tuckus. No, no. It's Lou Lamarello made his rounds and he tried to gather someone or bring someone in who was more of a Nick Letty, a direct Nick Letty replacement. And the price was just way too high. And so he went with, well, I can't do that, but what I could do is plan B is promote Noah Dobson essentially and get someone to help him out. And who better than Zidane Ochara? So yeah, I absolutely love this. This is great. But we didn't talk much about Eric Gustafson yet. Yeah, let's do it. What is going to go on with him? I don't, especially after the Chara signing, I don't think he sticks. I, I don't see him as a fit. Like, I'm going to walk that back for a split second here and then explain. Yeah. As far as a direct replacement for Nick Letty, he's a lot closer than what Zidane Chara is. But in terms of what the Islanders want to do from their blue line and just defensive structure overall, he could not be any further from a fit because he is like on the spectrum way offense and no defense at all, which is a big no-no for Lou Lamarillo and Barry Trotz. It's it's a huge no-go zone. Like uh, I'm surprised they even brought him in for a PTO. I guess when you've got a guy who put up, like you said, 60 points three years ago, you're going, well, we've got nothing to lose to see if he can do that again in our system. I just don't see him being able to do it in their system. I, I can't see it happening. And just like you said, specifically because they brought Chara in. Uh, I'm sure he'd love to sign on as a seventh D-man. Sure, yeah, I'll, I'll sign on and I'll, I'll play a game, or t- uh, a game or two here or there. But the Islanders already have guys like that. So I don't understand what you're... I, I guess you then have to send down Sebastian Ajo and you have to send down Thomas Hickey. Hickey's priority down anyways because of the cap hit thing. Um, but you don't necessarily need to do that with Sebastian Ajo. So why, why do it? And then you got Paul Ledoux as well. So I just... It's clear this guy, before Chara came in, was the first player going, all right, he's probably got the best chance. But now that Char is in and is signed, it's just, no, the the, the, the role is there. And even Lou Lamarello essentially admitted to it earlier. Yeah, exactly. And uh, that's just the thing. Like, the PTO at first, I was like, okay, it's um, low low risk, potentially high reward there. Um, but, but now at this point, unless he just has this unbelievable training camp in preseason, I don't see how he possibly makes this roster. I can't see it either. I, I really don't. Um, Although I guess it, I wouldn't mind if he did, if they do some sort of like committee type of defense where they they, they flip him in. Because again, Chara and Green aren't going to be, I don't think they're going to be playing 82 games. I can't see it happening, specifically Chara. So they're going to have to bring someone in, right? Yeah, I guess so. So like someone's going to have to be playing, I don't know, 10, 15 games on the year. If Gustafson can be that guy, great. I just, I don't, I just don't see it. He clearly doesn't have any other option, right? Like, where else is he going to go? Aside know. from what, Europe, I suppose. What's Braden Coburn doing? <laughs> <laughs> you, even even for 15 games, I do not want no. Braden Coburn. No, I'll, I'll take the risk of Eric Gustafson for 15, please. Yes, no, I, I'm, I'm with you. That was just a joke. <laughs> trying to get you going <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, no, it's. So we'll see what goes on for Eric Gustafson, but you're right. Like the deck is stacked against him. I, I can't see it happening now. I just can't see it happening. Uh, unless again, they, they go like, oh my God, this is clearly a 60 point player. We have to play him. Sorry, Chera, you're out. I don't see them doing that. No. Yeah, me, me either. So uh, he definitely has an uphill battle there. Um, while we're kind of talking through, this is a good time to transition, I would think, because uh, training camp is here now, and uh, we have a first look. At, it's an unofficial roster, but it's a training camp-like roster. So I don't know if you want to go through it here, Mitch. Yeah, so if you go to the Islanders website and just listen to NHL.com slash Islanders slash roster, you're going to get everyone on their roster. Now, of course, Eric Gustafson isn't on there, so it's not a perfect roster. And there's also at least one other player who I know is supposed to be at camp who is not listed. So again, it's not a perfect roster, but here's what they've got so far in terms of who we believe is going to be a training camp. 
So it starts with the forwards. It's all in alphabetical order based off last name. Colin Adams, Josh Bailey, Cole Bardrow, Matthew Barzal, Anthony Beauvillier, Bello, Sisikis, Clutterbuck, Zarnik, Zurando. Holmes from Johnson, Koivula, Komarov, Lee, Martin, Nelson, Newkirk, Peugeot, Palmieri, Panic, Ratu, and sorry, Ratu and Wallstrom. Those are your forwards. I listed them off quick, but I gave you the website to go and take a look yourself uh, for you at home. Uh, but yeah, there's no surprises there, I would imagine, right? Nope. All, all good so far. Yeah, and there's no one I, I can tell that is missing necessarily. I, I've done my searching around the prospect, and, and I don't think that there's anyone else that's going to be showing up. Effectively, it's everyone that's on, a, on an NHL contract. Uh, then it comes to defense. And again, alphabetical order. And I'm going to run through these real quick. Aho, Budzik, Boychuk, Dobson, Green, Hickey, Hutton, Mayfield, Pelik, Pollock, Sallow, Vandesample, Wild, Witherspoon. Again, no real surprise there. They're all assigned to NHL contracts. Yeah, everyone who's who's signed is, is on that list. Yep. Yeah, and again, there's no one here missing. There's no Matisse Ray and Emmy's not coming. None of those, none of those guys are coming. So again, no surprises there. And then in terms of nets, there's four guys there: Ken Appleby, Jakub Skarik, Ilya Sorokin, Simon Varlamov. And I've been told that third round pick in 2021, Tristan Lennox, will also be at camp. Now he's not listed here, uh, but I be- I've been told that he will be at camp. Is he signed? I don't remember. He is not signed. No. Okay. So, Only Ratu is signed from that draft class. Right. Okay. So maybe that's why he's not listed initially is because he's not signed. I suppose. Uh, but you had other guys here that weren't officially signed listed. Like, um, what was it? Uh, Cole Bardrow was there and he he hadn't been signed a- until recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, same thing with, I, I guess, Komarov. But like, these are returning players. So I guess it's not hard to put their picture in there. Uh, but yeah, you're right. Because Derek Gustafson is not there and he's signed i'm using air quotes here to a pto at least yeah so okay interesting not uh, not too many surprises um i guess really my thing is are, are there any camp battles or or no well that's the thing that lou lamorello said right going like the the roster is basically set you can tell who our 12 forwards are you can tell who our six defensemen are and you know who our two goalies are yes Jakob well, Skarik and, and Ken Appleby are not working themselves into this roster. I'm sorry, guys. You're AHL bound no matter what you do. I I was going to save that for the social segment, but I'll bring it up now since it's it's relevant. Okay. That tweet or that quote, rather, put me in a blender because I am 99% positive that I know the 12 forwards and the six defensemen that he is talking about. But I have been so, I I, I guess entrenched in this Lou Lamarilla world where I'm like doubting my own self, because what if in his world, like it's Oliver Wallstrom is your healthy scratch and Leo Komarov's on line three. Again, that's not my world. And I don't want to believe that that's the Islanders world, but what if that is, that is a reality. So your head, no, it might not. I'm just trying to think of something here because Oliver Wallstrom, we're, we're, we're thinking he's going to be at some part, part i was trying to say two words at once uh part wave or, or sent down to the minors uh not wave he's waiver exempt but sent down to the minors to clear that cap space right and then called up as he sees fit type of thing kind of like what lou Lamarilla did last year um we won't see that day one we will see that day two so on day two of the regular season you'll see oliver walsham go to the minors uh but that doesn't mean anything that's all cap circumvention or not cap circumvention it's cap management and the reason it's going to be day two instead of day one is I believe it's if it's on day one, his performance bonuses count towards the cap hit if he's sent down. And so that okay. means his cap hit goes up from 894000 to $1.5 million or $1.3 million, I think it is. Sorry, $1.431 million would be the AAV if he goes down um, on day one. So you're going to see Wallstrom go down on day two and don't worry about it. That doesn't mean he's being cut or anything like that. It's just they're trying to make cap space, but also keep his cap hit at 894000 rather than over a million. Gotcha. Okay. Well, that, I don't know. Am I way off base here? Do well, I have so to pump the brakes? Who are your 12 then? Who do you think, In- where do you think the, the, the weird vibe is going to come from here? 
No, no, my my twelve is some variation of let's say Lee Barzal, uh, Palmieri first line, Bo Nelson Bailey second line, Parise, um, Pajot Wallstrom third line, and then Martin Sezikis Clutterbuck. That in my eyes is the twelve. Yeah, but. Again, my, my my fear is that either uh, Leo or uh, MDC or something like that is going to be put in instead of maybe an Oliver Wallstrom. I can't see it, even when it comes to cap circumvention or not. Not again, not circumvention, but management. Um, I can't see it just because, like I mentioned, to, to send Wallstrom down right away would increase your cap hit, and that they're they're not going to do that for no reason whatsoever. Uh, but. I can't even see it during the regular season either. I, I'm not I just even can't saying see it. like not not send him down, but like a, as a healthy scratch. Mm. I can't see it. Why? I I, I agree with you. I'm okay. just I, I just have this. It's just a fear that I can't get through right now. I, I'm having a hard time work through it because Lou Lamriel is a hard guy to figure out. And while I normally would say that without a question of a doubt i i'm 99% positive that that's going to be the 12 but there's 1% of my brain going we know that the islanders love leo komarov michael delcole etc et i mean they they brought in panic like one of these guys are, are going to stick as an extra i would imagine an extra forward but um, remember going into what was it, 2017, 2018? We were all, I can't wait to see Josh Hosang in the opening lineup, and then he was the healthy scratch on opening <laughs> night. Yeah, we set ourselves up for failure pretty much every year. Um, yeah, there's a certain like Lou Lamorello percentage point in your head where it's like, ah, 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 you didn't say the magic word. Here's Leo Komarov, lucky. Um, I, I don't see that happening, but you're, you're right, it very much could. But when I look at the forwards, at least, I can't see anyone outplaying someone. Unless Zach Parise comes in and it's just kind of like he is every every much a 37-year-old. I don't think so. Um, and that, that, to me, is the only spot on the roster that could be taken. Even Oliver Wallstrom, I, I don't think his spot could be taken. If he's healthy, he's good. He, he's in. There's no question. I agree with you and I hope that you're correct. That was just my... I saw that quote and I was like, okay, yeah. And then I thought about it for a second. I said, wait a second. When has Lula Merlo ever been so obvious about what he's doing and it be in lockstep with what everyone thinks? Yeah, this seems like too easy, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like I've been I've been burned by him for thir- – I don't know if burns the right word, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, so then do you have that same sentiment when it comes to defense? Do you feel the same way? Not in the slightest. Right? So th- that's why defense. I- I'm the same way. Like, I have no qualms about who's playing on defense, but why, why do you feel that way so guaranteed or sure on defense and not forwards? Just because of Leo Komarov? Yeah, because I don't think they have, a, like, a, there's not someone else there who's gotten regular playing time that would be have have time taken away. Yeah, I guess when you look at the, the number of defensemen there or, or who the defensemen are, you're like, there's no Leo Komarov there. Like, And by that, I mean a player who isn't really great in terms of driving play forward in this case it would be like it was not necessarily good at defending but does something else well like has some sort of intangible like he fights there isn't really a guy there that does that right there's no ross johnson or the blue line necessarily so you're right i, I can't see anyone else with, with all respect to thomas hickey he's I, he's not working his way into this lineup he's just not happening no yeah i don't think so either i think that that ship has uh, sailed here but yeah that that was just something that I saw that really threw me for a loop and since we were talking about the roster and you brought up that quote I just wanted to uh, toss that into the conversation yeah is there anything else you're seeing or thinking uh, when it comes to um, the training camp where you're going like I, there are some questions that I need answered and, and I'm hoping training camp answers that really I think there's two two things okay. one is um, the decor in, in terms of who's going where and if Noah Dobson's really getting that, that step up. Mm-hmm. And then the other one is figuring out who between Kyle Palmieri and Oliver Wallstrom is going to end up on the top line versus the third line. Those are the only two quote-unquote camp battles that I can come up with. 
Yeah. I'm a little worried about the potential for complacency, right? Because, like, competition breeds – I forget the, the word I'm going here for the saying, but usually when there's competition for a spot, you're getting the best out of everyone because they have to try their hardest because they got to beat someone out. But all these guys know what there's that they've got a spot, right? There's no pressure on someone like Zach Parise necessarily. There's no pressure on even Jean-Gabriel Pajot or Matthew Barzell. There's no pressure. My spot is locked, baby, no matter what I do. I know they're going to give it their best, but I start, there's still like there, there's a certain point where you're like, I don't have to try not like 100%. I can give it a 99% and still get this and not kill myself for that extra percentage point. I I see where you're coming from. I don't necessarily agree with it. And I think my rebuttal to that would be, I think that everyone knows their role and what's expected of them. And no one's going to be trying to do something that they're not as in Leo Komarov up top on the, on the top, on the top line with Matt Barzal. So while yeah, Zach Parise might not be getting any push from anyone else to, to get, third line minutes I think he's just gonna know okay this is my role and this is what I have to do to execute and just like hyper focus in on that yeah I don't want anyone at home thinking that I'm doubting their drive it just there's, there's always gonna be that like okay I could breathe a little bit here and when you come into the, the tr- training camp you don't want anyone necessarily okay I could breathe here but y- you're right like they're, they're gonna do their, their job they're pros they're pros pros most of these guys so they'll be fine um, for me, the one other question I have at training camp is Aturatu. And I guess that's a personal thing for me because I'm, I'm so entrenched in, in the, the prospect world. I want to know what the Islanders think of him. And I'm sure we'll get a comment at some point. Some reporter is going to ask Lou Lamarello, what did you think of Aturatu's game? And I hope, or, or, or Barry Trotz even, and I hope we get some sort of like, he's going to be X at the NHL level eventually or type player. Right, like he did with Bozik and Wild last year, saying these they're Carlson-like players, and by that I mean John Carlson, not Eric Carlson. Right. Um, that that would be interesting to get a, a quote and kind of a look in at what their expectations are for him. Yeah, like what do they see? Do they see like, oh, you know, are there? Because they're always going to be positive, right? They're not going to say anything negative um, unless they have like a Joshua Sang situation happens. When I don't, I don't expect it will. Um, they're going to be positive, but how positive and what type of positivity are they going to be giving? Is it just like, yeah, he played well. We were really impressed. Glad to see him. We're hoping to see him back next year or we can't wait to see him next year. Or is it like this guy's ceiling is a lot higher than any of you schmucks thought it was. He is going to be a Evgeny's Kuznetsov type center, or he's going to be a good second line center at the NHL level. Mark my words type of thing. I want to know. How, I want to hear how positive they're going to be. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, we're going to have to keep an ear out for that because uh, Barry Trotz has shown that he's done that and he's not afraid to do that. So uh, I would I would anticipate that at some point in the next couple of weeks we do hear something. Exactly so. But either way, outside of that, I'm just happy that training camp is starting. Um, I can't wait to hear – like I'm going to go through the, um, the rosters here because I saw the Maple Leafs do it every year or someone on the Maple Leafs Twitter does it every year where they go through – the players on the roster and look at their height and weight to see who grew or, or, or shrunk or, or lost a lot of weight. Like Josh was saying, apparently he's 18 is shed 18 pounds. That's wild. I didn't look at him as someone who needed to lose 20 pounds, nor did I, but apparently he did. Um, according to Twitter. And maybe that's not a reliable source necessarily, but like, it's something that I, I like to do as well. Going like, okay, well, did anyone shoot up? Did Noah Dobson add like five pounds of bulk? Because that would be that would be huge, right? He's listed at six four one ninety five. I forget what he was listed at last year, but it'd be interesting to see. Right. No. Okay. That's a good point. That's interesting. So, well, I'm gonna wait until they officially announce their their training camp rosters because these numbers could be from last year. Um, but I, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing the official training camp roster, which should be out today. If you're listening to this on Thursday, I would hope. Yeah, I would hope so too. Because the, the, the on-ice portion is going to be today, Thursday. And so usually they're like, here it is now that we're on the ice an hour ago. Yes, usually that's exactly how it goes. It's like, oh, we, we've been on the ice for an hour. Here's the roster. Yeah, you've already you already heard who's there because like, you know, Andrew Gross is there with his binoculars looking at numbers type of thing. So, yeah. 
Shall we get to down on the farm, Mitch? Sure. There's a few things to uh, to discuss here on down on the farm. Uh, Ruslan Ishkakov playing for Adler Mannheim is out for four weeks with an injured foot. Uh-huh. I checked in on him. He's doing all right. He says, thanks for checking in. He appreciates it. But um, yeah, he's out for a while. He was playing well, but injuries happen, of course. He's not injury plagued in the slightest. Please, if anyone says that, please, it's not the case. Um, also, uh, Henrik Tikkanen is not having a good time. He's played one game, almost a second full one today, and it did not go well at all. Uh, they put up four goals past him as he came in in relief. One of them was a um, uh, Brandon Davidson. There we go. Uh, Brandon Davidson special oh, bounced boy. off the, the the defenseman's skate. That's never good. No, uh, he did not have a good time. His, his defense wasn't helping him, and he wasn't really good either. Like there's this one two on one that came in. They fired a shot off, and he did not stop it. It just like trickled through him. And you'd think a guy who's what is it six eight two hundred and one pounds would be able to cover that up a little bit. Yeah, you'd really hope so. So. Other than that, good news for the St. John Sea Dogs. That's Williams Fools team. They won the right to host the Memorial Cup. So that's mm. the CHL championship. So after every CHL league has completed their um, their championship, so whoever wins in the OHL, CHL, sorry, OHL, WHL, and QMJHL meet for a four-team tournament. So each winner of uh, that specific division goes forward and then the host team also plays and so that'll be that'll be the St. John Sea Dogs. So regardless of what happens this year for the St. John Sea Dogs, they will be in the Memorial Cup. Um but they could still win the President's Trophy which is the QMJHL championship on the way on the route to going there. Okay. There you go. Something to keep an eye on obviously. Love that. Yeah, so that's a marquee tournament. That's a big deal. Uh Noah Dobson has won it twice. Uh, but if you go there and show well, that that looks good for any prospect. Yes, I, re- I remember when he was going through that just a few years ago. We were talking about how, you know, he switched teams. He won it last year and then did it again the next year. And not I didn't want to say that um, puts put him on the map, but that certainly helped his cause getting, fo- you know, moving forward as a prospect. 100%. And last thing, as we all know, we went through the training camp roster. The rookies are here. Uh, so guys like Adams, and by rookies, I mean prospects. Uh, Adams, Durando, uh, Ratu, uh, Holmstrom, they're all going to be there. Reese Newkirk again. Everyone who's basically signed to a contract. And I believe, I've been told, and even when you look at the Saginaw Spirit uh, Instagram, it seems that Tristan Lennox will also be a camp. I, I I spoke to a team. They said, they said he will. But, you know, and things can change. He's currently not listed. Uh, but he will likely be there as well. Um, so it's going to be fun to see how these guys do at camp and what the notes are going after, going back once they leave. Absolutely, yes. Um, hopefully, you know, for all the youngsters, they, they show well. And while there's not a, a ton, if any, open slots on the NHL roster, it would still be cool to see these guys show up and perform a little bit. Absolutely, right? Like, it's nice to see, like, there's might be might be some more quality out there because whenever you look at a ranking of the Islander system, it's like, last, last minus five, the worst prospect pool in the world. And it's just nice to see that there's a little bit more quality in there than we're being told of. Absolutely. So with that, shall we do the quiz now? Let's go. As we do every week, I have a mystery Islander for you, Matt, and you at home to try to decipher who this player is. You have five clues to guess. They get progressively easier as we go. Uh, they have no ties to the actual, um, what is it, the show number as they used to be. Now they're just a player that comes into my head based off of whatever is happening. I forget who we did last week. Tanner Fritz. Tanner Fritz. And the reason he came up, sorry, I didn't mention it last week. The reason he came up is because he signed with the Hartford Wolfpack. That's the Rangers AHL affiliate. So that's why he came up. Matt, are you ready? Let's do it. Clue number one. I've played for the Chicago Wolves, the Iserlohn Roosters, and the Bakersfield Condors. That could be almost anyone. Next. Two. I was a captain for my junior team. Captain for his junior team. Okay, next. I've played for two NHL teams and was on the roster for a third, but I never played for them. 
Okay, next. Sorry, I took a silver bullet here, and it was the worst thing ever. I feel like a werewolf. I'm dying every time I take a silver bullet to the face. Oh, no. Um, four, you'll probably get it now. I was a bust. He was a bust? Yes. Griffin Reinhardt? Yes, sir! Okay. There we go. Uh, and five, I'm now in Wales, and the guys the Isles got, uh, got, sorry, got for me, have the shot to win the cup. I don't know why I couldn't read that sentence properly. There we go. Little, a little love for Griffin Reinhardt. And so the reason he comes up is because Peter Chiarelli was now officially <laughs> yes. uh, the vice president of hockey operations for the St. Louis Blues. So he's back, baby. Garth Snow has a role. Let's go. Where is Garth? Do we know? I have no idea. Probably living in his home with, uh, I guess, Canal Capuano because Capuano's here in Ottawa. So, yeah, I don't know where he is. He's around. He's not on the uh, on the business directory, but he's definitely still around. Yeah, we got to wake him up from whatever hill he's under. Man, don't they still have another six years to pay him thanks to Charles Wong? Something like yeah, something like that. Yeah, R yes, R.I.P. But I, I believe it's another, yeah, like six. God damn. That man loved law contracts. Yes. <laughs> yes, he did. Uh, okay, so let's get into the social segment now. Mitch, what do you got for us? The first one here, let me load it up, comes from... Uh, Frank Cervalli, so I just mentioned it now that uh, Peter Shirelli is back and will serve as the Vice President of Hockey Operations. This was a two-be... When I put this one in my uh, in my um, notes, this wasn't official yet, but it's now officially official. And Ken Hitchcock will rejoin the St. Louis organization. Now, if you're wondering why we're all licking our chops, because you, you might be new to the game, and that's perfectly all right. There's no gatekeeping going on here. If you're not sure why we're loving Peter Shirelli coming back, if you look at his history of trades with the Islanders, you'll understand why. Johnny Boychuk for two second-round picks, basically. Matthew Barzell and Anthony Bovillier for Griffin Reinhardt. Lulls. And then Ryan Strome straight up for Jordan Eberle. Lulls. Yeah, uh, he got him a few times. More than once, actually. Um, <laughs> I don't know why he picked... Why did he keep picking up the phone? I don't understand. He really needed Griffin Reinhardt to compliment Connor McDavid. Those two things could not be further apart in terms of quality. No, uh, clearly not. Uh, my first one comes from Nicole Sherman on Twitter, and it says, Ilya Sorokin's mask is an absolute work of art. The fisherman, a lighthouse, a brick wall, in parentheses, like him, covered in starfish, the fighter jet he once flew in, St. Basil's Cathedral for mm -hmm. an ode to Moscow and waves licking at its bottom. Just stunning. Um, if you haven't seen this mask, I it, it's genuinely phenomenal. It, it, it really is. is. I've seen St. Basil's Cathedral up close, and it is absolutely stunning. Um, seeing that cathedral up close is just, you, you have to go see it. Also, just because you're going to be in the Red Square, which is always fun. To see like what is essentially portrayed as like the hub of communists of communism, which is, is not anymore because it's a de democracy. I'm using air quotes here in Russia. Um, but right next door to it is a shopping mall. There's a big shopping mall called the Gum. Uh, it's it's ridiculous. So you got like Lenin's tomb. Honestly, it's Lenin tombs. Lenin's tomb. The Red Square. Saint Basil's right there to the left, and then behind you is the the, the shopping mall. And it's it's a beautiful shopping mall. The marble floors and everything. It's absolutely gorgeous, but it's just it's so weird. I was going to say, it sounds a little ironic. It is, but the mask is beautiful. All, all the things there, the fishermen, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes, it's it's awesome. So wanted to give that a shout because I can't wait to see that on the ice. Absolutely. Uh, mine here comes from Big Apple Hockey, and it's uh, he says, Mike Milbury's wrongs officially corrected. And it's a picture <laughs> of Zdeno Chara and then Zach Parise. And um, yes, sir, let's go. I love it. Yes. Uh, a, a little late. They're definitely out of their prime. But as we mentioned earlier, I still think they have uh, some left in the tank. Yeah, it's nice to see them wearing the jerseys for sure. Uh, I, I retweeted that out saying, like, when do we get uh, Strombone on the phone so we can complete the set? <laughs> yes. We, we got to get Lou back in here. Yes, he can He can be the, the emergency goalie. Right? Who needs Corey Schneider when you can get Roberto Luongo in? <laughs> 
Although I'm not sure Florida will let him go from his role of Department of Excellence of Goalkeeping or something or other. It's a weird Some, title. I don't know. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, my last one is from Molly Walker, and this is a, a Lou Lamarillo quote. Uh, it might be a polarizing one, even though it probably shouldn't be, but uh, it's the quote is from Lou saying, we will not allow any player in our organization to participate unless they are vaccinated. And the reason why this is such a big story, and I know some people don't want to talk about it, but uh, for those people who are not vaccinated, and there are players in the NHL who aren't, they aren't able to travel into Canada, which it's not going to be like the same setup last year where the you only play your games in the division. It's kind of going back to, you know, how things were. So uh, there's there's players in the league who are not going to be able to play every single game. And I guess in in a sense, literally potentially hurting their team. So uh, Lou, not surprising fashion is you know, all for one, one for all kind of thing here. And, you know, everyone's got to do their part. Absolutely. 100%. And like, there's just financial rep- ramifications for the players too. Like yeah. Tyler Bertuzzi is, is choosing apparently not to get vaccinated. Um, and he'll lose upwards of $400,000 this year if he's not vaccinated. And, and look, this isn't going away tomorrow either. So like, you have $400,000 you're losing a year. And I had someone, when I, I tweeted that out, someone said, like, oh, I don't think he cares. He made $7.3 million. Uh, okay, sure, you know, maybe. But he's losing 5% of his income over that that that's 7.3. So take all the money you've made in your professional career and then lose 5% of that. I don't know about you, but I can't afford that. No, like, let's say, let's use, like, real numbers here. Let's say you have a $50,000 a year job. 5% is $2,500. Like, I don't know someone who would willingly, like, my myself. Like, I would not willingly lit, essentially light $2,500 on fire just for because. principle, I guess. Again, I don't, I don't want to get into all that, but you yeah. know what I mean. Again, we're assuming he's choosing not to because those are the words that we're being told. Yep. Of course, there is the potential that, there are, are are outs for not getting vaccinated, but that still doesn't mean you 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 can't you you can participate. You still need to get vaccinated. So, well, we'll see where this goes. But you're right, and not only that, but the Islanders will be testing their players daily, something they don't need to do. No, so they are they're taking every precaution and look like this is. It's still a part of our life. This virus is still a part of our everyday lives, and it's going to be a part of the NHL's lives. So it is still a story and. The Islanders are just doing everything in their power, so it it's, doesn't have to be a story, I guess. Exactly. So they're taking it seriously, and, I, and I'm glad they are. I really yes. respect them for doing that. Me too. That's why I wanted to bring it up. Yeah. My last one here comes from Edward Valentino. Uh, says, at is that VSK? I don't know who that is, but um, it's apparently it's a wrestler. With the greatest gear ever. <clears throat> apparently AED, AEW Dynamite or AEW is in town. And so he's got Islanders gear on. And by that, he's got his, I'm not going to say leotards, but like his spandex and the shorts that he's wearing. Has a lighthouse, has VSK in the Islander uh, fisherman uh, font. It's got the wave on it as well. It looks great. I love it. I don't watch wrestling anymore, but I am, man, that looks great. Yeah, I'm not really a wrestling guy, but if you're going to, you know, honor the Islands and the Islanders, I'm, I'm all about it, so. Kudos and apparently them. he's from Long Island. Where on Long Island? I don't know, but his YouTube or sorry, YouTube is his uh, um, Twitter says pro wrestler Long Island. So what's this guy's v- name? VSK. VSK. Let's do a little searchy search. I don't know who he is. Again, I haven't watched professional wrestling in years. I understand the appeal. It is hella entertaining. I just never really watched it after I ninth grade i think it was so that's not to throw anyone under the bus i just haven't watched it in very long is sean michael's still around yeah i don't know i was never really into it um i know it was a big thing um like the late 90s early 2000s when i was growing up but just never really got into it yeah after like a 30 second google search i can't find where he's from but that is uh interesting yeah i think i fell out of love with wrestling because i i was pretentious in high school um, shocker. And um, I, I, 
I was a Greco. I was on the Greco Roman wrestling team, so I was like, well, I, I partake in real wrestling. Yeah, anyways, I was terrible at it. I I won like three of my matches and lost all the other ones in like the second lowest weight division. <laughs> it's okay. Listen, you're you're good. Everyone goes through those phases, especially in high school. Like, come on, I, I don't think everyone was the best version of themselves in high school. Exactly. So that was my last one for our little social segment here. All right. So before we go, just got to get a few plugs in here. Wherever you're listening, please make sure to subscribe, give a rating and review. That really helps us out a lot. And we appreciate all the love and support. You can follow along with us on social media at Eyes on Isles FS on Twitter. My Twitter is Matt O'Leary NY and Mitch is over at TLO Mitch. Facebook, facebook.com slash Eyes on Isles. You can download the fan sided app. We got us there or on the website, eyesonisles.com for articles and coverage. And uh, patreon.com slash eyesonisles gets you a whole bunch of bonus content for five bucks a month. You get a weekly mailbag show. You get two other podcasts a week during the off-season. Off-season is going to be going away soon, so that means post-game shows are coming back. There's a Discord channel where you can talk. There's even a fantasy league for this year. There's a whole lot of fun going on over there. And uh, you don't want to miss out, right, Mitch? Get in on it. Get in on it when you can. While you can. Well, there's no like you, you, the door closes at midnight type thing. So I, I spoke too quickly there. I was trying to sound like a salesman, um, which I'm not really good at. But get in on it. You're right. Like the season starts soon, and post game content after every Islanders game, we're recording a half hour post game show. Get in on it now. Absolutely. That's going to do it for us on episode 214. Once again, I'm Matt O'Leary. He is Mitch Anderson, and we'll talk to you next time. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.